ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the uh, very cleansed, fabulous Scotty Freytown, and along with me, I've got my co-host, the very troublesome Tyler Dean. You're not cleansed yet. You still have a couple days. Oh, gosh. I feel cleansed. No, I... no, no. You're almost there. Oh, gosh. I've, I'm going through this five-day oh, just cleanse, and it's flushing all the nastiness out of my body, and folks... You, you should see, I take that back, you shouldn't see what has been coming out of my body because it's horrendous. Um, yeah, so it's just me drinking tonight. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, been, <laughs> it's been a very, very interesting week. Um, but welcome back to the show. We are the actual, we're actually the number one show across the nation with people with earballs. Earballs, yeah, just hitting them right near your balls. But uh, one person that we are without, speaking of earballs, is... is uh, the very um, jaunty Josh Rigsby. Here. I was really I, hoping that we wouldn't have to deal with an adjective when you're not here. Well, it makes me so sad. And um, it, he's, it, he started to turn into more of a regular versus a guest. I mean, two straight shows, and we were hoping to have him tonight, but yeah. But he he says he will be back next show, so I'm I'm very excited. Hopefully, he won't be the very jinxed Josh Rigsby. Josh Rigsby. So, but <laughs> I see I see that look, but. <laughs> Uh, we're we're looking at some uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, uh, I, I guess you could say political kind of stories this week. I mean, it, it's been a really weird week in the NFL. A lot of guys making just I, I, personal moves. I guess I, I I don't know what you would call it. I mean, it just seems like very spiteful stuff. Um, yeah, where's Jerry? Where's uh, Jerry Springer? We need him. You're right. I, I mean, T.O. T.O. We'll start off there. T. Terrell Owens. Um, he selected the Pro Football Hall of Fame for this year, and uh, he declines. He declines to he he takes the the Hall of Fame enshrinement, but he doesn't show up to the enshrinement. He's not coming. He says he's not coming to Canton. Um, I mean, the guy has been really critical of of the uh, the uh, Hall of Fame committee for the last two years, especially because he hasn't made it in, and uh, now he finally makes it in, and and as a big slap in their face and a big snub, he says, "Man." To hell with you! I'm not coming to the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement. And what a to thing to do! I mean, the, the guy's made a career of being very outspoken and having the spotlight always on him. And yet again, here we are at the Hall of Fame, and oh, I'm not going to show up. And so, what are all the stories going to be about on the day of the Hall of Fame? Where's Terrell Owens? Why isn't he here? What's his reasonings? And it's going to take away. To me, it's going to take away from the enshrinement of, of all the other. Um, players getting into the Hall of Fame, right? And 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 that the big thing. I mean, this is a class that I mean, it, it's it's headlined with like a who's who of guys that we've watched. I mean, we watched growing up, uh, guys like Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Brian Urlacher, Brian Dawkins. All those guys are going to be inducted, and uh, and I, I'm just nobody seems to be talking about these great players, um, which is kind of uh, uh, it's a travesty for these players to not be talked about, and and for Terrell Big Head Owens to be the guy that's that's chatted about and and he says that he's going to wind up um he's going to wind up celebrating at home with his family or something I I, I don't understand it but it, you can tell it's a lot of it is just Terrell Owens looking to be you know Mr. Hotshot Mr. Big Stuff um and and really put his name on the headlines um I mean just go to the enshrinement dude. I mean, you, you've made a fool of yourself enough. It's your one chance to, to go out there and say, you know what, I may have made a fool for myself, a fool of myself, but at least I'm in the Hall of Fame. And uh, 
yeah, he just comes out and says, nah, nah, I'm good on that, and, and makes a fool of himself again. I, I'm sure he doesn't see it that way. I'm sure he looks at it as, like, I'm, I'm getting all this publicity, I'm, I'm, I'm Terrell Owens, I'm, I'm the loudmouth I've always been. He doesn't care what people think of him, which I, I respect that part, but go to the Hall of Fame. Go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, and one thing, uh, there recently, they had a, an interview with Terrell Owens saying that he still feels he's good enough to play in the NFL currently. <laughs> And, and I mean, his last two seasons in the NFL, along with the things he's done since then, beg to differ. But, um, you know, I, I Terrell Owens is so gosh darn full of himself that I just, I can't handle what he's doing. I, I don't understand. I, I just, it's mind boggling to me. You're getting the, the largest uh, honor in, in football Currently, other than winning the Super Bowl, I mean, you're getting a huge honor as an individual player, and you don't go, you don't go make a speech, you don't go. I mean, come on now. And then, and then to Owens, he he said the he let the Hall of Fame know that he's um, he's going to announce where and when he's going to celebrate his induction at a later date, and he says he's gonna he's gonna make a a speech then, and he's gonna do it on his own turf and. Like, come on, T.O., who the hell do you think you are? I mean, realistically, you, you are not as good as as the the four other guys that are being inducted, so you had to go and make it all about you. Like, grow up. Every li- every living player that's ever gotten inducted in the Hall of Fame has been there that day, and, and T.O.'s going to be the first living player to not show up. And People have been working their entire careers to get into the Hall of Fame, and like so, like, poor Waluigi. He can't make it his own game, and he'll just show up. <laughs> really, Waluigi. That's that's I had to do it. that's where we're going. Tyler is so upset about. We're a couple of video gaming nerds, and Tyler is so upset about Smash Brothers, and I'm upset about it too. Don't get me wrong. About Waluigi getting snubbed from Smash Brothers with Nintendo, but I digress. They said everyone is there. He's not there. Daisy's there. But yeah, Daisy only had one game. But that's neither here nor there. T.O., and, and you did bring up an interesting point here. T.O., he said, um, you, you said that the, he, he would be the first guy to ever not show up for the Hall of Fame, the, the first living player to not, to not show up for it. Now, maybe that, that has something to do with it. He wants to be Mr. Trendsetter. I don't understand. But this, this type of behavior and the way this guy acts and, and the way he talks and the way he, he you know, treats everything – you know, and and he also he wanted to publicly decline his invitation and slap the the folks in Canton in the face. You know, this guy is is a joke, and and I think he'll forever be a joke. You know, and for all of his numbers that he put up and all the great things he did, everybody's going to remember him as a clown, and that's all they're going to remember him as. So I mean, to me, hey, you know what, T.O., you want to make an ass of yourself and you want to go ahead and and give up your Hall of Fame induction, hey. Kudos to you, man. But you know, you—I you, still look at you like you're—you're you're an asshat. At least when when guys screwed up and they came out and you know did their Hall of Fame induction, I could show them some some respect. You know, when Deion Sanders came out and you know did his induction, I never liked Deion because I thought he was a loudmouth. But hey, I learned a little bit more about Deion Sanders when he showed up and 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 did that Hall of Fame speech, and I respected him a whole hell of a lot more after it. So. I, I've always um, respected Dion, but but after his Hall of Fame speech, you, you definitely learned a lot more about him. Right. Yeah. I mean, I and I respected Dion as a player. I just didn't respect him as a man because Dion Sanders was was quite the the arrogant jerk that uh, 
uh, Terrell Owens was, but Deion Sanders showed up to the, the Hall of Fame induction. Deion Sanders uh, went out in front of those people and put out a great speech, and, and you learned a lot about Deion Sanders that day. Terrell Owens has that chance to, to kind of clear his name in a way, and what does he do? He goes out there and he, he craps the bed like this. Terrell Owens, you're a clown. You're always going to be looked at as a clown, and everybody is going to think that you are a piece of hot garbage. So congratulations to you on your Hall of Fame induction, but my God. I mean, to me, if you, if you had declined that invitation, if it was me, I would have just said, fine, you're not inducted. See you later. Have a nice day. Well, just because just the player's arrogant doesn't, doesn't mean they're hot garbage dealing. And you're, you're an arrogant cocksucker, too. I'm still <laughs> Probably on the same levels of T.O. Hey, I, I'm not on that level. I am not on that level. And the, leave it to the guy living in the castle to say that I'm arrogant. Jesus Christ. What, are we, what have we come to here, Tyler? Come on now. We've come to the next topic. Oh, jeez. Next topic. We're talking about... Holdouts. Holdouts. Oh, boy. There are tons of them. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, there are certain ones that right now, for all the holdouts that we have in place right now, there are certain ones that are more impactful than others. Um, and certain ones that, that seem bad now, but I really don't think it's going to have that major of an effect. No. Yeah, there's, there's some where I'm looking and I'm going, this is not good. And then at, at a certain point, it's like, okay, uh, this will be all right. And... and I, I'm I'm excited to see if some of these guys get their contracts based solely on these holdouts, and I'm wondering if any of them are going to hold out as bad as Vincent Jackson did a few years ago, where he he held out till what week ten. And then his career went by. Yeah, well, kind of. He had a, he had a decent little resurgence in Tampa for a minute there. But so let's kind of go along the list here. I mean, a lot of these guys we talked about in the last show, and that um, at this point hasn't aired yet, but by, by the time you guys listen to this, I'm sure, listen to this one, it will be out, so I should even bring it up. But, yep, come on now. But, um, so, so we talked talk about, about a lot of these guys in the last show where I did my top 10 holdouts. Yeah, but some of these guys we, we talked about, and one of those which is uh, Taylor Lewan. And Taylor Lewan, I don't know if he's going to get his contract. He He's a great player. He's like, you know, he's a great player. He's a great he player. The contract, he's going to get that contract, but... Whether it's going to be the Titans? Yeah, that's that's the question of the day. Um, Taylor Luan is is an incredible, incredible player. Um, I don't know uh, the the cap space with the Titans may be playing a factor, um, but Taylor Luan is the type of player that you and he's young. You know, he's 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 great at what he does. He's great in run blocking. He's great at pass blocking. He's arguably one of the best linemen in the league. Why would you not re-sign him? They have thirty-five million dollars in cap space. Yeah, it's more than enough. I mean, yeah. he, he's gonna he's gonna take north of ten for sure. Yep. But they they can do it. I, I and I wouldn't even say he'll take north of ten because I mean we just had uh, um, a contract get signed recently that was worth uh, about what nine five. So I mean, and Taylor Lewan right now he, he's he's projected to get nine five and about nine three this year. He's going to get around around that type of deal, but he wants an extension. I I think I don't think he's going to get more than ten. No, he'll 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 likely get top five offensive line salary. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I I just I'm baffled by the fact that the Titans are even waiting. You know, and and players don't like performing under the shadow of a a one year deal. They they don't like that at all. So I, I this is one of those deals where they have to make it and they have to maintain that line, especially if they're going to keep Marcus Mariota happy, who's been proven 
to, to get injured time and time again. So you, you got to get that guy protected. And we're, we'll talk about the guy later, but but you think about some some uh, offensive lineman who just signed a pretty monster deal. That it's uh, this is why I think Taylor Wan's going to get a huge deal because of the other deal that just happened earlier. Mm-hmm. And that's where I stand. He's going to get more. Right. And and he could. Uh, I don't know that, that. My problem is I don't know that he's as good as the other contract. And, and I'm just going to come right out and, and say it because we're going to be talking about it. Yeah, uh, let's talk about yeah, it now. Really yeah, let's just get it out of the way. Zach Martin um, signed to a $9.3 million contract uh, per year, uh, six years. So it's a, a huge deal. Um, he becomes an un- unrestricted free agent in 2025. I mean, it's it's $40 million guaranteed, so he gets just under half of it guaranteed. Okay, so six-year, $84 million, mm-hmm. So that, I mean, he's that, that's worth a 10 right there. Mm-hmm. Um, 14. It, well, his base salary is nine point three. Um, his average salary comes; it does come to fourteen with his signing bonus. Um, but but his yearly cash, his base salary is nine point three. So I mean, it it's a good deal. He he is easily one of the top linemen in the league right now. Um, Cowboys get him. I mean, I think they actually got him for a discount here. Really, for for as good as he is, I think they got him for for. I mean, if you're you're able to put that guy at 9.3 for your base salary and that's your cap hit buddy you just got away with one. Oh, i agree 100 percent. the zach martin contract was a great contract and I, I agree with them doing it yeah especially for as long as they did i think that's the big thing as long as they did and for the most consistent money the, the consistent amount of money they did they got away with one and they're going to have this guy till he's 33 years old and then they're going to let him walk out the door unless he's he's performing and but i mean realistically you got him through the uh uh, what I would call the the dog days of summer there through his, his, his the prime of his career, you know he, he's he's going to be great for a long time for Dallas. So jumping back to holdouts, um, going to another one, and this one I I come out and say it, David Johnson. To me, um, Arizona holding out on giving him the contract makes sense. He's coming off an injury, and yeah, he did come back late in the season, but. I, I, I could see Arizona like you know we want to see you having a full season coming off that very nasty injury. So I see him, but the fact that he's holding out, that, that puts a lot of pressure in Arizona. David Johnson is the heart and soul of the Arizona offense. Absolutely. Especially now that Carson Palmer's gone and, and Larry Fitzgerald is close yep. to being done. They, they got to hope that, that a guy like Josh Rosen can start carrying that team, and I think that's what they're kind of banking on. Not only is this rookie going to come alive, I don't think they're going to start Bradford in week one. I think a lot of people do, but, but I think Josh Rosen's taking that job. And and realistically, um, you know, David Johnson, they, they like to have that run first guy. David Johnson likes to create, he creates options for their quarterbacks. That's the big thing. He's such a dangerous weapon. He creates play action issues. He creates uh, a lot of different choices. He can catch out of the backfield. He creates options for quarterbacks, and it's good. He opens up the offense a little bit. Arizona has to understand that. Arizona has to understand that they don't have much of an offense without him. I mean, let's face facts. Unless no, Josh, yeah, unless Rosen turns into the next coming of Tom Brady, which I don't see that happening. So uh, I see him being very good, but is he going to be great? Is he going to be a monster? Not in his rookie year, I don't think so. So they they really have to start considering, um, you know, dishing out the contract to David Johnson and hoping for the best. And and the good news is, is David Johnson is a younger guy. I mean, even if you dish out a contract to him that is a four year deal. 
you still be okay. You're still at least going to get one to two years out of him where he's not going to be hurt more than likely. I like the idea of giving him his contract, but this is a, a, a dire need for Arizona right now. 100%. Going down the list, you got Aaron Donald for the Rams. I'm, I'm kind of surprised he's holding out, in, in all honesty. But I understand why he, he's going he's gonna, he's gonna to garner the largest contract for a defensive player when he gets his contract. I, I am 100% confident in that. I think it's a matter of Rams pulling pull the trigger on it. Yeah, he's only 27 years old. Um, he's good. To, he's, uh, probably one of the best defensive ends in the league. I mean, guy's a beast. He's he's about to enter the prime of his career. He's going to be asking big money. You're you're going to be offering him, I mean, buku dollars. I mean, this guy's going to be making 15 or higher. Um, he, he's arguably one of the best defensive ends in the league. I think some people argue he's the best in the league. He had 11 sacks last year. Um, he had 41 tackles. I like the idea of re-signing him. I is he is he an absolute necessity in the Rams defense? I don't know because I mean, it, it'd be a huge loss. But Rams have such a good defense they could survive without him. But having him makes the Rams a juggernaut defense. Right, and and I think I think if you lose a player like Aaron Donald, does it kill the Rams defense? No. If you lose a player like Aaron Donald, does it definitely take them out of the top five talk? I think so. I, For sure. I think you you take away the the pass rush there. It takes him out of the talk of having that top five defense. So Aaron Donald, I think he's is he a must sign kind of guy. I mean to me, yeah, but is he going to kill the Rams defense? I mean he he gets him out of top five, but are they out of top ten at that point? I don't think so. No, but at the same time though, when when the offense isn't a juggernaut offense, you you, you want to have a a a shutdown defense. <clears throat> Well, and, and a lot of that depends on Jared Goff. I mean, Absolutely. a lot of that depends on his performance this upcoming year. He's, but if, um, the hope, the the thought is that he's not going to gonna hold out. Wade Phillips says he's not concerned over it. I, to me, you should be a little concerned as a defensive coordinator, Wade. But, I mean, at the same time, I think your defense is going to be good enough to be in the top ten still, even in his absence. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. We have more holdouts and a lot more around the league talk. Um, we will be back with the Outside Blitz. As we make mistakes carelessly, our egos will take control. The loving words we say hide the undertones of envy As we get distracted we lose originality But if we can push through it all everything will inverse Gravity, it will embrace us all I'm screaming something to you, what every something to me for the answer still the cr- 
corrupted theories surely lead to future failure In the heat of sunlight now our justice fades away We'll retrieve our voices by rejecting foolish claims I know you're craving for my blood I'm screaming something to you, whatever something to me Tenacious Tyler Dean. We don't need adjectives. We love adjectives. Adjectives are a good thing, Tyler. We have to be descriptive. We are telling a story to these people. We're, we're delivering stuff to them. They need to know just how you are on a daily basis. And today you are tenacious and you are titillating and you are tiny. All those things. I'm tiny every day. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, oh, oh. And oh. here, I thought we were trying to be a PG show. <laughs> just, uh, just start throwing our, our acting back up, and I'll, and I'll, I'll continue to say what I always Didn't say. you just call me a CS earlier? I, I might have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, this recall. guy. I can't recall. Okay. I played the fifth. <laughs> played the fifth. But um, we are going to, uh, we're heading right back into holdouts here. After our, our brief break, because I park like a moron in in Tyler's driveway. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I was gonna let, let it go and not throw it to the bus. But you know, you brought it up, so you know what? So yeah, so my, my wife had to go to the store, but oh, Scott parked right in the middle of the driveway so nobody could leave. Mm -hmm. So it's either it, on podcasting. Apparently, once Scott gets here, you're here. You don't go anywhere. Exactly. I Even mean, if you're not part of the podcast. What if I want you to be a part of the podcast? It's very important work here, Tyler. Well, no, yeah, and I'm here, but Erin doesn't need to be here. Well, what if she wants to be here? We have a third microphone. What's she, going on? We both know she doesn't want to be here. I know, but still. I mean, if you're here, I wouldn't want to be here either, but 
Christmas Island. <laughs> so back uh, into the holdouts, we're going to jump right back into it. And we're going to go over to Atlanta with their star receiver, Julio Jones. Julio. And there's a bit of conversation around here because um, he, he's, he's holding out, but at the same time, a lot of reporters have been getting on his case about if the relationship with management is strained. And Julio Jones says, no, it's not. And it, it, so it, it's interesting. So to me... When, you, when a player holds out, there, there's always a sense of strain in a relationship. Yes. Whether it's massive or not is, is, is a different story, but it, it, it's, it, it's a tough middle ground. It's hard to really know. While he might not be under a lot of uh, – the, the relationship isn't under a lot of strain, okay? But at the same time, he's now created strain. By by holding out, I think I think where where everybody was kind of on the same page, they just want to get a deal and they want to get it done. Julio is over here making it very very difficult for Atlanta to want to keep the guy around because now he's holding out a mini camp and and that's going to create all kinds of issues. It's going to uh, make one side or the other very resentful. And if if Atlanta doesn't come through and give him the contract that he wants, you know, then then what? Then then what are we doing? I, and and they just got done re-signing Matt Ryan. Yep. Um, you're 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 quicker on um. You, you have that awesome computer in front of you. Mm. You call me, Mister Mister uh, Castle. But you have a very expensive laptop there. Hey, don't um, don't be throwing my laptop under the bus. I just did. <laughs> Plus all the time. So you know what? Screw you. It's seven million in cap space right now. So they don't exactly they have don't the cap have room. money to do it. Um, right now. Mo- moving into twenty nineteen though, they're looking at thirty two million. Yeah, see, next year they have it, but here's the, so he's entering his he's entering his last year, so they don't need they, they don't need to resign this year. But obviously Julio wants the contract, but the problem is Julio has to know what these numbers look like. Yeah, he he knows that they can't afford him this year, so you would think that Julio would would uh would say you know what yeah we'll take care of it over the offseason when when twenty nineteen numbers hit, but he's not. No, it's. He- he he has to understand at this point in time that that there's a lot of other players that are going to be seeing their way out. But not only that, when when money frees up, they can get the contract done at the end of the season. These guys get impatient though, you know. And and this that's where you get to the point where you get to an end of the season. Oh, my contract's up. I've got you know a month left, and then I can test free agency. Am I going to test free agency or am I going to take the deal? Well, I mean. I, I firmly believe that if they don't get the contract done this year, which all signs point that they're not going to be able to, that they're going to tag him and eventually sign him in the offseason. Yeah, and if you tag him, you're not spending a boatload of money. Um, on a franchise tag for Julio Jones, you're talking 14.9 on your cap number. So you're not talking like a, a whole you know massive amount there. But in 2020, when time comes, I mean, homeboy's going to need a new deal here. So you got to get the guy signed. I think this strains the relationship with him holding out, and and I don't know that that they're going to make the move to re-sign him at I the end of the season. I think they will. They, they, he's a he's a critical part of that offense, and when they re-sign him, it, it'll be next year. They can't do it this year. Julio Jones will be the highest paid receiver in the league. Now, say well, and and that's the other thing. If they do re-sign him, let's say they give him an extension for the next five years, it's not going to affect this season. That's the thing about it. He he's already got his number for this season. He he's got a twelve point nine cap hit against the uh, against the Falcons for this year. So it wouldn't even take effect till next year. But they've got to get an extension done, and it really depends also on what he's asking. Did this Matt Ryan contract play into it? Did it make him feel, hey, I should be making thirty million dollars a year? You don't know. So uh, to me, you got to get the deal done. But if they can't, 
Julio Jones is going to make somebody very happy somewhere. And looking at that perspective, the uh, the uh, making someone happy, and Julio Jones is going to get his money. Like that's 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 not cool around here. Yeah, wherever He's he going goes, going to get paid. It's and it's going to be highest in the highest in the league at receiver salary. It's just what it's going to be. Yeah, right now I would argue that Julio is probably the best receiver in the league. Well, I, I mean, there's a few up there. You got Antonio Brown, you got Hopkins, you have a couple others up there. It's, but but my, my my point is, and you think about your job. Right now, Julio's, Julio Jones, his job has an end date at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to have an end date in their job. No. You want to know that the money's there, you're going to get paid. That's what it is. And so I, I see Julio's perspective on, you know what? I want to get this deal done so I know what my next five years looks like. Yep. So and and imagine, imagine Julio Jones in some of these other systems. Imagine that. And some of these places that, that could use a guy like that and how well he's going to perform. Imagine if he went to a place like, like Arizona where, where a guy like Larry Fitzgerald is getting ready to walk out the door. Imagine if they wound up scooping up another receiver, the caliber of, of Larry Fitzgerald in his prime, like Julio Jones. God forbid the Giants and Julio oh, and yeah. Beckham. Right. And I don't think the Giants would spend the, the dollars on him unless OBJ winds up walking which is another guy that we've got on our list of holdouts. But, you know, realistically, Julio is probably going to stay in Atlanta, but Atlanta's got to get the deal done. they got to get it done. they got to make it happen. Um, I don't see him not getting re-signed, but if Julio gets angry enough, he's going to walk out that door and he's going to find somebody that will pay that money and that will make him their marquee guy. So... We'll see about what goes on in Atlanta there. And just a quick note on, on potentially leaving Atlanta. Next season, the Houston Texans have a decent amount of salary cap going next season. Imagine Watson getting Julio and Hopkins. Or Cleveland. Or oh, Cleveland, geez. again. Or or what about, you know who has a, a lot of cap space that people still don't realize? San Francisco. Boatloads of cap space. I mean, they, they're going to have a lot of teams that are going to be chomping at the bit to take this guy. And if all you need is Jimmy G getting one more weapon over there in San Francisco, and suddenly that team's scary, scary, scary. 100%. And moving down the list here, and we're going over to, it's still Oakland, Scott. It's still yeah, Oakland. It's I can't. still Oakland. You, you sure it's not L.A. or 100%. Las Vegas? or 1,000%. They're, they're going to Vegas. They're going, okay. Yet. But not yet. Not yet. Okay, okay. So we're not still tomorrow, in Oakland. So I mean, even next week, we'll still be in Oakland. Okay, Oakland, Oakland. We're still there. All yes. right. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, and this is a, this is one that we talk, we definitely talked about on the last show when it came to uh, uh, players entering their final year of the contract, and we were both in agreement that this deal was going to get done. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, we can't be the only two that thinks this deal is going to be done. So what? So to me, why is Khalil Mack freaking out and holding out and want the contract? Just player season, it, it'll happen. Oakland's not going to let you walk. I don't think Oakland will um, let him walk there. I, I, he's too much of an asset to their defense. He, he's kind of, I mean, really the, the heart and soul of their defense at this particular moment here. So they really don't have much else. No, they don't. And, and a guy like uh, a Khalil Mack, he's, he's going to be imperative. The problem I think the Raiders have right now is just like this year, they've got $2 million left in cap space. They've got $44 million in cap space moving into next season. But I think a, a big thing is you got certain guys that I think that are are considering retirement 
So they don't want to take that leap yet because they don't know if they're going to have to pay them. Um, the most notable one being Donald Penn, um, being his age. That that's a guy that you you want to retain, but you don't know if the guy's going out the door. So you're kind of waiting to see. Well, what's Donald going to do? Is he going to ask for ten million dollars and then we'll have you know thirty million in cap space left for the draft or what? So they don't know what's going to happen there. It it raises. Um, certain questions moving forward and then plus also next season who's in a contract year starting next season Derek Carr? no sir amari cooper oh this is big yep amari cooper goes into a contract year in 2019 as well so you you have some some issues there about what you're going to do with your cap space you know amari cooper is going to wind up with buku dollars you know that guy's going to wind up making nearly 20 million so what do you do? Do you take a guy like Amari Cooper, or do you take the guy in Khalil Mack? Do you let Donald Penn walk? There's questions there. The Raiders have to start considering their options, and they have to get a guy like Khalil Mack, that, that large deal. And the biggest thing I can compare it to is Eric Kendricks just got re-signed to that big deal, that $5 million, $50 million, or that five-year, $50 million contract. So do you hand a guy like Khalil Mack that, that kind of money? And I think you do. You, you I, definitely do. I think he's better than Kendricks, and, and I think you hand that guy that kind of money. No, Khalil Mack's going to his contract, and I, I think uh, comparing it to Kendricks is definitely a, a good comparison. Mm -hmm. And I think he's definitely to get that money. And plus, Khalil Mack could almost even use um, Aaron Donald as, as a uh, as a comparison as well, in some fashion. I know they're both different positions. Right. But... But they're both some of the top players in their games. So they can they could garner top top salaries in their positions. Yep, absolutely. And and I think Mac is just terrifying. And and the other guy that that should be getting a similar deal is Anthony Barr. You know, the, both those guys. You know, they, but they should. I mean, Anthony Barr. It's not even me and my Vikings. Anthony Barr should be getting that kind of deal as well. People need to start putting a little more love in the linebacker train there. You know, because a lot of teams that don't have good linebackers fall apart and you know what a team that has some very good linebackers usually has a very good defense wink nudge 2000 ravens and even right now is ravens yep good linebackers usually make for good defense yeah again a lot of those big big uh, time defense you hear them 2014 seahawks had a, a very strong secondary but, mm -hmm. it, but it starts with the, with, the, with the strong front seven right but talking about secondary, and our last guy of the holdouts group, and let's go over to the Seattle Seahawks, as you're talking about. Oh, Earl boy. Thomas. Earl Thomas. Um, I'm a little surprised with Earl Thomas's uh, holdout here. I, I know he he wants a, a good deal. He's 29, you know, so, I mean, he's he's still in his prime. He's got plenty of tread left on the tires. He's one well, of the, he's not going to garner a very um, long contract. At 29 years old, I think you're probably going to get three, four years. Um, I'd, I'd say three. Right. I don't know about four. Four put you at 33, and then that's the very back end. Right. I think I think you're talking. I mean, he's a safety. Safety's last notoriously longer than a lot of a lot of other players in the NFL. Um, that's why they move corners off to safety. Guys like Charles Woodson got moved off to safety in his final years. Um, so they they notoriously last longer and and are harder hitters. Um, Earl Thomas is a, a and a hell of a free safety. He's one of the best free safeties in the league right now. The guy deserves the money. Um, I'm a little surprised that he's holding out because I thought he had a lot of faith in um, 
uh, in the Seattle brass over there. And he just, he, he, him and Pete Carroll seem to not be seeing eye to eye. I guess there's a lot of other players that aren't seeing eye to eye with Pete Carroll. So I, I think this is kind of what we're looking at here is Earl Thomas isn't seeing eye to eye with Pete Carroll. He wants his money. He wants it now or he's going to get out of Dodge. No, I agree. I think Earl Thomas, I think Earl Thomas sees a sinking ship in Seattle. I think he's going to try to get to a more winning team. It's just who I, I see Earl Thomas as. He's, he's going to, he wants to get another Super Bowl ring. I think he's going to leave the Seattle Seahawks. And that's, and that's, so I think it's kind of like this is the start of here. Yep, and and the Hawks are going to have plenty of room to re-sign him next year. They're going to have plenty of cap space. I mean, right now the Hawks are looking at $11 million. They've got 66 next year um, to, to kick off the year. Um, but, I mean, they're going to have plenty of room to re-sign him. I think Earl Thomas is the, the guy that they should be uh, give, giving that lucrative deal that uh, they're talking about giving other players on that team. Yeah, you lose Earl Thomas and that defense completely falls apart. Right. I mean, right now, it, it was already the fire sale in Seattle anyway. So you're, you're losing all those players you don't want to lose anymore. So that's the list of the major holdouts. I'm going to give a little shout-out. If you have a couple, you can throw them in, Scott. But So for, all, for as many times you have the players holding out, it's, it's always a uh, very – I always want to give a pat on the back to the guys who – could hold out, but don't. Yeah, but didn't do it. And and I'm and and that's I'm going I'm going over to the to the to the pur- to the purple and going to Baltimore and and CJ Mosley has every reason to hold out, but he's being a team player. He wants to be the core of that defense, and he's like he he showed up to the, to the voluntaries, he showed up to the to the uh, mandatories, and he he's playing his heart out. Um, I want and I'm gonna go right back to the purple, and I'm gonna be talking crap about my own team here, Anthony Barr. Um. Dude went out and got an insurance policy on himself and then came back, and he's been ready to rock ever since. I, I like the fact that he's there, large and in charge, doing what he does, in spite of the fact that he's in a contract year, and in spite of the fact that uh, one of his guys got a deal before he did, one of his fellow linebacker, Eric Kendricks. So I think that says a lot about what Anthony Barr feels he's capable of and what he can do in this league. 100%. So... Kind of getting away from the holdouts here. We're going to jump into our, our standard around the league. Um, starting with one that's not, to me, not huge news, but we'll talk about it. And, and the, the Raiders cut Hackenberg, which, shocker, I predicted. Yeah, you did predict that one. I, You know, I'm, I'm surprised and I'm not. Because this Hackenberg move, they made a, a big hubbub about it. And at the same time, Hackenberg, we, we talked about it the other day, last show, he, he was a... a a second round guy, you know, you don't see that often. You don't see second round guys just get cut from an NFL team in under a month unless they're really crap in the bed or there's something serious. But <laughs> well, Ryan Leaf didn't get cut after a month, did he? But uh, well, Hackenberg's what in his third year now. Yeah, he's in his third year. He's he's a young guy. I was surprised that they cut him this quickly. I mean, there's got to be something really wrong with him. Yeah, no, you're, no, there's something very wrong with him. He's not good. <laughs> but, oh, well, they, 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 and, and they, well, okay, I'm sorry. I'll back up. I'll, I'll be nice. They have their backup right now in, in Connor Cook. Yes, they so, do. So they don't really need to spend the money on a guy like, like Hackenberg. Yeah, and uh, Hackenberg right now, he's visiting with the New England Patriots. Um, could be a good backup for Tom Brady. I mean, who knows? I, I, the guy really hasn't gotten to get on the field very much, has he? I mean, we haven't seen a whole hell of a lot of Christian no, Hackenberg. And I don't know if that's just a telling sign. Um, but 
you know, I to me he he could be in in good hands over there with with New England. But you, a guy gets taken in the second round. There's and then, you know, he's got something. You know, he he's got something that he can offer to a football team. You he's he's got to be a pro ready guy if he's if he's come in and he he went in the second round. There's got to be something about Christian Hackenberg that somebody liked. Three years ago. Yeah, but there's got to be something about about him that that somebody liked, that somebody picked him up, and and if there's a problem, you know, what who could fix it? I mean, maybe Belichick, you know. Now that I agree with. You know, Belichick could fix it. Could could uh, there's it well, makes you wonder what is wrong in this situation. You know, what has gone awry? They can fix a player. It is it is Bill Belichick. Other yep. than that. But I don't think that Hackenberg is fixable or, or, or worth the time. I mean, and it, it makes you wonder what went through people's heads to make him think he was a second rounder. Um, there's there's questions there. Why why is he a second rounder? Why did he become a second rounder? You know, I, I have questions about that. Why This guy gets selected in the second round and then people are cutting him after a month. What, what are we doing here? So, so that is something to, to think about, and I think that's something that, that people need to uh, consider, and I think teams need to consider about whether or not this guy is a uh, pro-ready quarterback. If he's not a pro-ready quarterback, what, what is going on? And, um, you know, John Gruden said it was disappointing to have to release him just three weeks after acquiring him from the Jets, and, and it makes you wonder, did John Gruden see something in him? What is it? Was it a cap space issue that they had to cut the guy? Because they only have, you know, X amount of dollars in cap space. There's questions there. So I want to know, you know, why did he get cut in Oakland? Why was that? It, it, there's a lot of question marks around that. And I think you might hear more about that as, as the days progress. Mm-hmm. To kind of, we're still talking about quarterbacks here, though. We're going to kind of talk about the uh, rookie quarterbacks a bit. And Josh Allen is taking the first team reps right now with, with – uh, the Bills over there. And before everyone jumps on the bandwagon of, oh, shoot, that must mean he's going to be a weak one starter, this is something that happens with rookie quarterbacks. Every rookie quarterback at one point during training camp is going to be running first team reps so so the team officials can get a really good look at a guy. Um, Lamar Jackson is going to be doing that next week. But but with a team like the Bills where there isn't a clear starter, Seeing um, Josh Allen take first team reps and what he does in the, in that in during training camp with with that role could be very telling for what the start of the season will be for the Bills. Well, well, let's break down what they've got in Buffalo. I mean, you got Nate Peterman. Okay, we know he's not going to be a starter. <laughs> we know Nate Peterman is not starting for the Buffalo Bills. Okay, and then you got AJ McCarron, who could could very well be the starter for the Buffalo Bills, but but. You know, I, is he better than Josh Allen? Yes. I And you believe he is. I don't believe A.J. McCarron is as good as everybody makes him out to be. A.J. McCarron is a, is, a, is a future great quarterback in this league. And I don't, I, I don't think he's a future great quarterback in this league. And I don't think that Josh Allen is going to wind up being a great quarterback in this league. I think they've got a, a, a slew of rough-around-the-edges quarterbacks. And I don't think Buffalo is going to be able to survive – um, with the quarterbacks they have, but I think Josh Allen is the better quarterback out of him and McCarron, and I think Josh Allen's going to take that starting position. False. 
<laughs> it's not I'm fun. I'm sticking with AJ McCarron. You love AJ McCarron. I don't know. You you have this 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 love for for certain quarterbacks that's just strange to me. I'll never understand it. I I, I, I just the games I've seen you McCarron in, I, I I like what I see. You know, I mean, well, you owe me a beer if you, if, you, if uh, AJ McCarron gets the job. Yeah, I, hey, I will. I'll, I'll I'll get you a beer if if he gets the job. That'll be the, the deal. The funny thing is, I believe we've made a few of these bets on the show, and I, I I can't recall any of them. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Um, I'm to listen back at the end of the season, just like you know what? Oh well, I owe you five. You owe me five more. Right. I mean, AJ McCarron. He had he he had one year in Cincinnati where he got 854 yards. He had a decent rating, but then he he had the one one game in 2017. I don't know. I don't know that I buy McCarron. I, I don't know that I buy him as a starter. I don't know that I, I buy him as the starter of the Buffalo Bills. That's for damn sure. Um, there's there's a lot of questions there. A lot, a lot of questions about A.J. McCarron and, and too small of a sample size for me to sit there and tell you that this guy's going to be a starter in this league. 100%. I, I can agree with that. Kind of going along here, uh, Shane Ray is hurt, and and Bradley Chubb at the moment is going to be taking that role. Yeah, they, you know, there's there's a few reports about about this injury. Um, Shane Ray, he gets hurt. He's got it's an, his fourth surgery on his wrist, which is just mind boggling. Um, and and he he's trying. He's saying he's going to be available for week one. Um, I don't know that he's going to be available for week one. You know, I. I it, there's, a, there's a lot up in the air. It's, it's hard to really tell. Right, and they're saying uh, their, their linebacker Shaquille Barrett is going to try and help fill the role. They're saying that that Bradley Chubb's moving over to try and fill fill the role. You know, I you can't. At what I mean, Shane Ray, he's only 25 years old. That's fine. But at what point? I mean, we're talking four wrist surgeries here. This one's a bone fusion surgery. So I mean, it's not any ligaments or anything, but a bone fusion is is nothing to sneeze at, and he's over here treating it. It's like like it's no big deal. I don't think Shane Ray is, you know, worth the trouble at this point. I at a certain point, you just got to think about, even though he's a great player, letting him walk and letting you know, hoping he'll stay healthy for himself elsewhere. But I mean, he's been hurt constantly, constantly injured. Um, I. Bradley Chubb, I, I wouldn't move him from his position because Bradley Chubb is such a great player. You know, you, you don't want to remove him from his spot. He's such a natural player in, in his current role. It, it, it'd be a mistake to move him. Right. So so do you move him to, to that, that linebacker position? I don't know. Do you, do you have him take over for Shane? Right? Uh, I don't know. I, no, I disagree. If you find someone else to fill that role and you let Bradley Chubb fill the, fill the uh, defensive end. Right. And that's where he was supposed to be and that's where he should be. So I, I don't necessarily, you know, and the, there are linebackers out there that they can still consider, and I don't think Shane Ray, I think he's going to miss the opener. I don't think there's any way he's going to be coming back out there on day one, um, especially after he goes out and he misses all these OTAs and stuff like that. I, it's it's going to be tough. So I, I don't. It's it's just an interesting situation, but at a certain point, we have to consider letting letting a guy like Shane Ray walk. Rookie Marcus Davenport is going to have thumb surgery. It's 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 a, it's a hit for the Saints. That I, I know they're hoping he'd be he'd be ready to go and have plenty of time in training camp. That's going it's gonna be interesting how he progresses now. Now this is one of those times where I'm just gonna laugh and say, "I told you so! I told you so! I told you so!" 
Hashtag draft rank. Yep, you don't move up 14 spots to select a defensive end, and that's what you get, New Orleans Saints, for making such an egregious move. It was stupid. It was out of line. You should never be moving up that high, that far, in order to grab a defensive end. If you're moving up that far, you're getting a quarterback. I said it after the, the show after the draft. I, I didn't understand what in the hell they were thinking, and it was just mind-boggling, and this is what they get. Now Marcus Davenport is going to have uh, uh, thumb surgery. Davenport's saying it's no big deal, um, but it is kind of a big deal when, when you're a pass rusher, when you're uh, your defensive end. It's a big deal. You have to use your hands quite a bit well, to get a good push a off the line. For advice. Well, oh, geez. Well, I think there's there's a big difference between blowing off your hand with a, a, a firework than, than uh, getting a little thumb surgery, but... Um, it, it is ligament surgery too, so it's it's not anything simple. I mean, he says he's going to be um, out for about three weeks once he has the surgery, and then it'll take a few more weeks for it to he'll be in the cast for three weeks rather, and then he'll and, have. But so you think it's not a big deal, but but for a rookie, that's a long time. Yep, that's a big deal. I mean, we're we're getting ready to get we're going through the dog days of summer here. These guys are going through all these OTAs. They're getting involved with their team, and uh, guess what? You know, and and they had. 81 quarterback hits in 2017 that was tied for 22nd in the NFL. So now you're losing the guy that you selected to make that statistic better. And and for quite a bit of OTAs, for quite a bit of the, the uh, mini camps, this is not good. Uh, this this is not good. And, and uh, you know, he has to wait after until after the week's rookie ma- mandatory mini camp to go under for that surgery. So... It's going to take even longer. This guy might not even be ready to go until, what, mid-August? That's a lot of time away. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it. That is a lot of time away from the field with no practice. It's a big deal. People have to start considering that um, that, that's a big deal. And and like I said, you don't move up 14 spots to grab a defensive end, and, and now the Saints are paying for it. Duke Johnson... Is signing with the, re-signed with the Browns on, on a three-year, $15 million deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are have uh, mixed feelings on this. I know you do especially, so I'll let you take off on this one. Well, the question for me, first and foremost, is simple. It's simply, if if you're Carlos Hyde at this point, you you just got re-signed to a, or signed by the Browns to a, contract to play for the next three years, right? And you get $8 million guaranteed. And you're 26 years old. And then here's Duke Johnson, 24 years old, and Duke Johnson goes out and signs a three-year contract worth 15.6 with 7.7 guaranteed. Now, the contracts are incredibly similar. Technically, Duke Johnson is making more money than Carlos Hyde. Okay, it's a three-year contract, so I mean, technically, he's going to be making and and the three-year deal, the three-year contract that they're giving Duke doesn't start this year. Obviously, it starts next season for his twenty-five, twenty-six, and twenty-seventh years. Um, but you know, it, it, if I'm Carlos Hyde, I'm feeling uncomfortable. If I'm Carlos Hyde, I'm going, hey man, you guys were just putting a bunch of stock in me, and now you're you're signing this other guy to whatever the heck. 
a little bit. It makes you. It make. It probably makes him feel like he's got to watch his back a little bit. Right. Like that starting role could be up for grabs. Yep. And Duke Johnson, uh, to me, Duke Johnson hasn't hasn't really come alive. I mean, we've seen Duke Johnson not really do much these last couple of seasons. He he's had eight hundred yards here and four hundred yards here. I mean, but eight hundred yards is good when you're not the starter. Well, I mean, Duke Johnson. He he's a good change of pace back, but I don't find Duke Johnson to be a big bruiser in the trenches. Uh, I've never found him to be that guy. Um, if I'm Carlos Hyde, I'm I'm feeling not too thrilled about this move, and I'm I'm kind of upset with the the brass. I mean, if he he can take it in stride here, he can go. Hey, all right, I'm gonna have my starting position. I'm gonna take it. I I. And the, the the thing about this the contract with Hyde and the way they signed Duke Johnson's contract is that they have a, a potential out with Carlos Hyde. They can just plunk five point five on the table, and he's already getting paid uh, two point three for this year. So they're gonna they can just plunk five point five million down on the table. Say here you go, Carlos. Thanks. Have a nice day. We just bought out your contract and and send him on his way and release him. Which somebody else will go and definitely pick him up. I mean, we're talking the guy's twenty seven years old, so he's gonna get paid. Um, but Duke Johnson getting that deal, that, that should set off alarms to old Carlos and, and it makes you wonder, is there a breakdown there? Is Carlos Hyde performing up to snuff? Are they concerned about certain things in Cleveland with his running attack? Can he get it done? So you gotta, you gotta ask yourself that question as well. And, 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 and I think that they re-signed Duke Johnson as a just-in-case Carlos Hyde doesn't pan out. They could, they could dump that contract and they could just rock Duke for a while. So mm-hmm. I, I think Cleveland's giving, giving themselves an out in some sense. So it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like I said, if I'm if I'm Duke, I'm, I'm questioning whether or not this is, uh, this is a uh, good thing. So in our last segment here of the uh, Around the League, um, breaking news. Holy shit, um, everyone in the world is probably stunned that a New England Patriots player did something to cheat. Oh, boy. Oh, Edelman is suspended for four games using PEDs. Yeah. Shocker. Shocker. Um, I mean, to me, the Julian Edelman thing, they, they threw it up there. He's 32 years old, so he's getting up there in age. Um, and, and I guess people uh, around the league have been sus- suspect of him for quite some time. Um, I, it, there's a lot of questions here. A lot, a lot of questions. Um, a lot of, a lot of people are saying they don't get it, and then a lot of people are saying that they do. Um, I know earlier today, Mike Golick was was come, going off, you know, saying he doesn't understand this move and and whatever the case. Um, even Julian Edelman, he says. Uh, I guess they were the the his PED test was was triggered by what what is considered an unrecognizable substance. Hmm. So I mean nobody nobody knows what it was. I'm sure he's probably going to go that um, uh, that they're they're analyzing this this substance, but but they they went and they had this kind of shoot first, ask questions later mentality that kind of makes no sense um, because of the fact that they don't know what the substance was. Um, they're saying it's PEDs, but that's what I guess people are are in an uproar about is the fact that you know the it, it wasn't really recognizable, and and the scientists are are analyzing what the hell it is. So 
the league kind of, they jumped the gun and it's very typical of the league to jump the gun. Um, I'm kind of glad they're, they're jumping the gun on the Patriots because they seem to do it to every other team, but not the Patriots until like recently. So it's, it's all right. But Julian Edelman, let's face facts. He is getting up there in the years. Do you expect him to start using PEDs? I think some people do, especially with all the injuries he's had throughout his career. I, I'd expect it. It's, it's not something that, that surprises me at this juncture in time. Um, you know, but I'm sure they're, they're, uh, uh, I'm sure that they're they're going to, you know, fight it pretty hard. I'm sure we're going to see an appeal. I'm sure Edelman is going to to definitely appeal right away. Um, but but they said it was it wasn't immediately recognizable, and I think that's what they're going to run with. No, I can see that. There's, there's still a lot more that's going to happen with this, and I, 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 I we'll definitely be following it closely, probably give an update on, on it as things progress. Yeah, then it's it, they're saying it's it, it's a possible. Um, it it came in the off season a couple months ago, and it, so it rule it rules out a possible stimulant. So you know, they they still at this particular moment don't know what the hell the thing is. So they, they're saying it's a positive test for PEDs, but they, they don't know what the PED is. And Julian Edelman himself even seems confused by it. But to me, it, it would be no surprise that, that that went on. And all right, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back with the, our main event, and I, I've given in. And we, we've got a few things. We've got a few more things that we're going to discuss oh. when we come back out of uh, a few things out of Philadelphia. Okay, News out of Philly Go before before we're no. Got, got a couple small things in the main event. Then, then we'll go to the main event. Yeah, you need to calm down but there. I, but I've given in. I initially said that my segment would be on occasion, but it seems like it's going to be a consistent thing. It's one of our time. favorites. Well, it's was my favorite. If you started ruining it, I haven't ruined anything. You have ruined it every time. No, I haven't. It's been fun. This, Maybe this time you just shut up and just let me do my turn and just, you know, shut up. Think about it. I'm going to bet against that. <laughs> we'll be right back uh, after this word from our sponsor, right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's, or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. And welcome back to Tob. Slot my cob. Oh, come on, Tyler. PG, Tyler. Tob. Come on. Will we say it again? No, but Tob is is God. You're ruining it, Tyler. It's like WWE. We have Tob. Come on. I mean, I'm I'm giving it my best here. Well, WWE doesn't have as many uh, nice references for me, so you know what? Yeah. Slot my cob. Oh, I hate you so much. Anyhow, um, welcome back to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous Scotty Freytown, along with the uh, very tumultuous Tyler Dean. Um, we are uh, getting into some news here. 
we before the break we were talking about how we had a lot of news um, regarding the Philadelphia Eagles and and realistically we do have a lot I mean a, a stupid amount of mo- uh, news involving the Super Bowl champions this week um, perhaps the largest of the bunch being this whole um, White House fiasco that that we've been seeing unfold over the course of the last couple of weeks. I mean, I guess it's big news. <clears throat> it it is and it's not. It, it's a little controversial. I mean, we've we've been dealing with the whole kneeling down thing. We had a big deal about that last week. The whole deal about Kaepernick. You know my stance on it. I I know a lot of people love it. I hate it. But um, you know what? The, the so the Eagles, Trump invites the Eagles to the White House. You know, as per typical presidency stuff. Um, the Eagles follow suit with the Golden State Warriors of uh, NBA and say, nah, we're not coming. Well, I mean, I'm going to back you up. It's not, <clears throat> not that the team, you had a few players, they're not going to come. Well, it was, it, wasn't, it was more than a few. Like you, you, you had about seven people that, that were going to come. So a majority of the team said no. So the president says, well, up yours. I'm not inviting you at all. And we're going to you know, stand for the national, for the flag, and we're going to have an America is great day at the White House. Um, it, it's just been this this ongoing fiasco. One thing I want to say, though, is is kudos to the Eagles organization, the, the officials and the people running their, their Twitter feed and Facebook and all that stuff. Kudos to them for uh, basically not not even identifying the the Trump thing. They they didn't say anything about it. They didn't say anything nasty about it. Um the only person that that uh like the players were saying some awful stuff about it, but but I mean the Eagles organization as a whole didn't come out and say, you know, well, President Trump, you know, denied our team a visit to the White House and he's a jerk and yada yada yada, which they could have, but they didn't. So kudos to them for being, you know, adults about it. Um you know, we, we kind of expected Donald Trump to, to go out and say what he said on Twitter. The man's a, a Twitter maniac. So, I mean, I, I expected him to say what he was saying. But um, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't get much more from the Eagles organization on this whole thing. Uh, really, so here's my thing, Tyler. Do you, If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you won the Super Bowl. Regardless of who your president is, do you go to the White House and accept that invitation if you won the Super Bowl? I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really don't. And I feel like you had a few players that didn't want to go. They they have their own own opinions about our president, and that's fine. They're entitled to those opinions. But most of the team was willing to go, and I I, I think the president said, you know what? I think he got frustrated. You know what? The couple players don't want to go to help out. Yeah, I I think it's just a, a Another sign of just how Trump works with his emotions, and I, I, I don't want to get into a big political debate here. But. No, I, I think it's it, it, all politics aside. My thing is, is you don't get an invitation like that every day to go and, and visit the president of the United States, regardless of who he, who it is. Well, let's Shake. keep in mind Trump canceled the visit, not the Eagles. Well, well, Trump canceled the visit, but the the the. The group of players that were saying, oh, I'm not going, I'm not going. Well, you know, regardless of who that president is and, and um, you know, regardless of, of whether you agree with his political stance or you don't, um, <clears throat> realistically, if you get invited by the president of the United States, you go there, you shake the man's hand, 
And if you, you have something that, that you feel is worth saying or worth debating about or you want to talk to him about or whatever the case may be, you have an opportunity uh, when you're going there um, as a voter. Yeah, but, I see your point, but on the same note, it is their right to say, I don't really want to go. Yeah, and I mean, that's fine. But I just feel like it's it's kind of one of those once-in-a-lifetime things, you know? Like, if, if I would, uh, regardless, I mean, I didn't like Jimmy Carter. But if somebody told me, hey, Scott, you know, you're going to go to the White House and meet Jimmy Carter, well, hell yeah, I'm going to go meet Jimmy Carter. I mean, he's still one of the most prolific uh, uh, people in the history of, of the United States. I mean, he's still uh, one of our... our now former presidents, but if at the time, you know, somebody invited me to go say hi to the guy and shake his hand and meet the president and go to the White House, hell yeah, I'm going. I, I just, maybe it's just me. Uh, you know, if you're not going to do it because you you like the president, at least do it because of the fact that, hell, it's a cool experience. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, right? And, and I agree with you, but at the same time, I, I, I stand by their right to do what they want. Yeah, and and and, hey, and I I stand behind that right. I'm just uh, I'm playing devil's advocate there, just kind of saying, eh, you know. And and the only one that really made any sort of uh, hubbub about it was was the Eagles receiver Tory Smith. Um, I mean, he's really kind of a loudmouth in this whole situation. Um, Tory Smith has always been a loudmouth. No, um, nah, I don't know. Ever since he he got traded from the Ravens, he's been a loudmouth. Yeah, that I agree. With. <laughs> and but and he was quiet both. Yeah, well, yeah. When he was young, he was quiet, but now now he's a loudmouth. And uh, he we got to to hear a lot of um, back and forth between actually him and President Trump. Apparently, they're not they're not fans of each other. So um, yeah, I to me they should have taken this this experience and just ran with it and they didn't i'm i'm surprised they didn't but hey you know what what can you do but um other news out of philadelphia here um veteran linebacker paul warlow set on injured reserve um and and uh, he had a season ending acl injury um on the first day of uh, the otas and and uh they they officially stuck him on injury reserve. Um, he signed. They they just signed him to a one year deal back in April, and, and now he's he's going to be out for the season, which is is terrible. They have an open roster spot now over there in Philadelphia, and I bet you they're kicking themselves right now for letting Michael Kendricks walk out the door. Yeah, they're 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 definitely thinking about what, what they did, and it's it's sort of I think it's sort of sink in, and then they're they're going to re- regretting that decision later. Yep, and and that vaunted Eagles defense is going to be something that that just kind of starts spiraling downward. Downward, they've lost pieces of that defense now that made that team so great. So, got a lot of questions there. Speaking of Michael Kendricks, he goes on and signs a one year three point five million dollar contract with the Cleveland Browns. So. The the Browns fill a huge roster need at linebacker. That's one thing that they definitely need. They kind of fixed, really, they, they fixed what they did wrong with the Bradley Chubb situation and getting getting a, a, a linebacker that's a good pass rusher. Now imagine having both of them. Right, right. Imagine if they had, I mean, and understanding having both of them would have been nice, but, but they got a linebacker now that's a good pass rusher. I, this was a great signing. It was smart. Three point five million dollars. They they really got the guy on a discount. Um, and it was a move we kind of saw coming, but I think we were both hoping for other scenarios. Well, well, yeah. For me, I was I was hoping he would go to Minnesota because he's a great right outside linebacker, and we could have used him over there. Um, and and having the brothers Kendricks over there would have been super nice. 
and and you know the Raiders did did talk to him, but the Raiders couldn't afford him. Um, they can't afford much of anybody right now. Uh, so right. So I mean, Michael Kendricks signs with the Browns. The Browns get a, a huge bolster to their defense, which I mean, I love this signing. I think it was smart. They they fix a lot of problems for themselves, and Michael Kendricks is actually pretty good in coverage too. So he he can cover those those big tight ends. So I I really like this signing for the Browns. It's it's just a tough loss for the Eagles. They thought they were fixing Paul with it, fixing it with Paul Warlow. They failed to do that. Now the Eagles have a huge hole in the linebacker position. This is going to be a tough tough road for the Eagles this upcoming year if they can't figure their their stuff out at linebacker. Um, now. The last story before we get into our main event here, um, a strange one. So Reggie Bush, it's a name we haven't heard in a minute. Um, yeah, you mean the guy was the, the record where he uh, finished his season with negative yards. Yeah, he he finishes the season with Buffalo with with negative yardage. Um, so he just got award awarded rather a twelve point five million dollars. Um, after he suffered a knee injury on the concrete in 2015 uh, at the Edward Jones Dome, and the, the people that had to pay it are actually the L.A. Rams. Um, apparently, when when he was playing there, he got hit in a uh, during a kickoff return, and when he got hit, he went he got hit out of bounds and slipped on a surface that was not covered with a non-slip material and got injured. Um, he, he suffered a severe knee injury, um, and the Rams were ordered to pay him 4.95 in compensator, compensatory, I always have trouble saying that word, compensatory damages, and $7.5 million in punitive damages after being found 100% liable I think that <clears throat> this is just kind of an insane, outlandish, ridiculous, horrendous case. You play football, and you're wondering why you got hurt. You play football. You know that risk, and now you're suing teams. This could set up a precedent for these players to not be able to file a lawsuit against anybody, uh, according to, to the collective bargaining agreement moving forward. This is a, a crazy, and the fact that that anybody found him the the Rams liable in this case is weird because he plays football. This is going to turn into every team spending uh, a few million dollars on going through every little <clears throat> nook and cranny in their stadium and basically baby proofing it. We're right. I mean, we're what are we gonna we're gonna have padded stands and we're gonna have padded seats and we're gonna have padded benches and padded tables, and I mean, it's a padded Gatorade coolers. I mean, you're, it's going to be insane. And, and I'm, I'm just really confused as to um, why they came to this verdict. It, it makes no sense to me at all. Um, and, and Bush has since retired uh, in this, as of this past December. But, I mean, what in the hell? And, and it's not like Reggie Bush didn't have knee injuries from the get anyway. I mean, the guy's been walking around with knees that are made of wood. I mean, he's hurt his knee almost every year in the league. So I'm supposed to sit here and think that uh, Reggie Bush is, you know, uh, you know, getting hurt by the Edward James? Don't, no, you got hurt because you were playing ball. 
and you got hurt doing what you got hurt doing five years ago. You know, I mean, this is this is nothing new. Three. Let's not exaggerate, Scott. Oh come on, your exaggeration. Oh please, he's been hurt every freaking year. He got he was getting hurt when he was with the Saints. He was with he got hurt when he was with the Lions. Guess what his injury was with the Lions? Knees. I mean, the the guy's been hurt. I mean, the guy has always been hurt throughout his career. This is nothing new for for Reggie Bush. So for me, and I'm I'm just absolutely stunned by the fact that they came up with this this uh, with with this verdict. I mean, it's it's mind boggling. It's just weird. It is. It's a weird weird case. And can you can you really get me? And then and then the amount that he gets paid this twelve point five million is more over one year than he's made over a one-year contract at, at any point in his career. This $12.5 million. He, he Every contract he's had has been under $10 million a year. So now he gets this whopping $12.5 million <laughs> for injury. It's like, man, you weren't even worth that, that much from the get. And, and I'm supposed to sit here and, and be you know, supportive of Reggie Bush. Absolutely not. This guy... He was a joke, and uh, so is this this whole thing. So, um, moving onward, um, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for our main event for the third. Oh yeah, it's that time, ladies and gentlemen. Not Sports Center. That, that was that was Monday Night Football. Oh, Monday Night Football. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Monday Night Football. Why why is the Monday Night Football song going? Because it's it's very main eventy, isn't it? I mean, it is. It is. Come on, Tyler. <laughs> Woo! Main event. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll cut it out. So. We I initially wanted this to be a every once in a while segment, but it's turned into the fifth straight show, and we're doing it again. Yay! Because people like it. Yeah, we we do like it around here. We like top tens around here. It's fun. So and so obviously the last couple of weeks have been very slow with NFL news. So I had to I had to reach a little bit in picking picking a top ten segment for the show. And last week we talked about bold predictions. And I put out a lot of bold predictions, as did Scott. Yes. His, um, rogue, uh, Forgotten Five. <laughs> it's very rogue. It's very rogue. I'm, I'm very uh, edgy. No, just, just, to, just to be clear, I have my top ten, and, 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 and out of nowhere, like, I, I intend ending the show, and then Scott's like, no, nope, nope, I, I, I got this spotlight, so I'm going to put myself in the center of attention again. I'm, I'm pretty sweet like that, you know. Uh, back to your arrogance from earlier. <laughs> I'm modest too. Can you tell? Shit. <laughs> so for the top ten segment of this show, we're going to talk about top ten quarterback rankings for 2018. Yeehaw! So I don't care what the quarterback has done from the Eagles Super Bowl <laughs> beyond. I don't care if you won six Super Bowls. I don't care if you've never won a Super Bowl. I don't care if you were injured all last season. Mm-hmm. What this top ten is how I en- envision the quarterback statistics and top ten quarterback statistics, whether it be QBR yards, yards, touchdowns, so yards, touchdowns, interceptions. So basically, QBR basically encompasses most of that. Mm-hmm. So 
Is it called QBR? I'm, this is my top 10 quarterbacks at the end of the season. I, I predict these will be your top 10 quarterbacks in this order. Is, is, is that, that's the best way to put it. Okay. So going off the top, in, in, at number 10, this is one that I have to – I have to I have to remain true to to my bold predictions. Mm-hmm. I made some very bold predictions last show. I'm gonna stick with them. I <clears throat> so number ten is gonna be Joe Flacco. Oh boy. Normally I would not put him here. I wouldn't put him there still. I, I um Joe Flacco is not a top ten quarterback, but I made a bold prediction that he's gonna put up four thousand yards and put up a career high in touchdown touchdowns. Too bold. If he does that. Then he does deserve to be. Then he is a top ten quarterback in this year. I mean, if he does that, but I, I have my doubts that Joe Flacco is going to pull that off. And I'm standing by. He's going to light a fire under his ass, and he's going to he's going to perform um better than he's ever had. Worse than the one I feel for my cleanse. A lot worse. It hurts, dude. You don't even know. I don't know. Never <laughs> out, you're you're torturing yourself for no reason. Well, it's for good reason. Well, my opinion, your opinion. Yeah. Tomato. <laughs> Apple oranges. Hey, hey, I'm going to look sexy. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I'm going to look sexy. Number nine, we're going we're gonna to jump over to... Or I, I, for some reason, I, I keep putting purple together. Ah, uh, yeah. And the yeah. suck for me. No, hey, you know, playoffs. Playoffs. Super Bowl. Twice. Yeah, I got the playoffs. They don't I seem do. to suck. Then, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm waiting for that moment when, when the Vikings win a Super Bowl. And that way, your whole argument goes out the window. Where's that skeleton meme? <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. When that when that Super Bowl happens, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you and be like, "Ha! Your argument's null and void." <laughs> like that's I'm waiting for that. Like that day is gonna be just like one where I, I like it, you'll be the first phone call I make. Oh, I know. I will. I, I, I'm dreading that day. I will. I'm gonna call you and just be like, "Oh, now what?" So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna divulge something to you. Oh boy. I, during the playoffs this past season, mm-hmm. I had a very huge. I was on my one of my normal vacations. You have too many vacations. So I was watching the Eagles uh, Vikings game, mm-hmm. and I had a huge sigh of relief once I realized that the Eagles were going to win. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I, I knew if the Vikings won the Super Bowl, that then my argument would be gone. Mm-hmm. So I purposely kept your hopes up during the game. Like, oh, no, don't no, worry. Yeah. Come back. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure <laughs> I enjoyed did. seeing you in, de- in a depressive state. I was so game. upset. It was one of the worst days. I was drinking your depression. Oh, I hate you. I hate you so much. This <laughs> but, is one of my best friends, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah. Number nine, Kirk Cousins. Yes. I predict Kirk Cousins have a great year. I've talked about it. I mean, I, I put him as my, as my number one when it came to uh, biggest signings. Mm. But Kirk Cousins is not a top five quarterback. He and that's going to be remain true this year. But the Vikings do not need Kirk Cousins to be a top five quarterback to win a Super Bowl. They and need him they, to be better than Case Keenum, and he is. He's yep. a lot better. And that's that's the big factor there. Is he better than Case Keenum? Then and Kirk Cousins is better than Case Keenum. Honestly, I think this will be a career year for Kirk Cousins. I think he's going to have. A, I agree. He's going to have a better year here. Than he ever had in Washington, but it's also saying a lot because Kirk Cousins has put up some good seasons in Washington. Yep, and he's thousand yard plus, and I think two, uh, two or three. Mm-hmm. He's put a, it's been pretty consistent over there, uh, and I think I think he's got a lot more weapons. I think that plays a big factor into it. You got Kyle Rudolph here now. You got um, uh, Stefan Diggs. You got the the Adam the amazing Adam Thielen who just came out of nowhere 
I mean, you got some good weapons over here. Plus, you got Dalvin Cook coming out of the backfield. You're not going to have that that um, uh, roller coaster running back train that you had going through through Washington for a long time. There, you're going to have a consistent runner, and even if Dalvin doesn't pan out. Still, you have Latavius Murray hanging out. So, I mean, he's got weapons there. He's going to be able to grow as a quarterback. It's going to be really good for him over in Minnesota there. I think he's going to have a career year this year. Number eight seems very low, but I am big on people signing contracts and then disappearing. The fuck out. <laughs> um, Matt Ryan. Um, wow. Matt Ryan is a great quarterback. He's going to have a good year. He's going to have a great year. But it's he's gonna be about eight. I I think he's gonna he's gonna calm down a little too much. It's gonna hurt the team. They're gonna make the playoffs, but they're not gonna be in in division contention like they like they have been. They're they're gonna slow down. Matt Ryan's so gonna have a good year, but I think he's got his money. He's gonna get a little too comfortable. I think Matty Ice is is one of those guys where I you he's gonna have himself a good year. He it's gonna be kind of a typical Matt Ryan year, maybe a little bit on the downturn. I I think you've got him right about where he's gonna be, especially with all the trouble that's going on with the Julio contract. Um, he, he's lost a couple weapons. Really, I, I think this is about where, where he should be placed. Going number seven, I'm the same, I'm the same run of uh, quarterbacks who you normally think is higher, but I'm, but I, again, I'm ignoring what you've done and what I'm predicting. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Very, very low for him. Low for him. Yes. But. We, and we talked about this when we, when we were doing our, our not bold predictions, but the uh, um, very early season predictions. Mm-hmm. All of us have the Packers missing the playoffs. Yep. Aaron Rodgers is still a great quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks ever played this game. Yes. But his team around him is dying. Yeah, he's he's basically sitting around in in you know in the desert with with nothing. Um, he's in the desert without with a, no drop to water for him. He's got. Very little to throw to, very few weapons. Randall Cobb is now his number one over there. He picked up Jimmy Graham. Kudos to him, but, I mean, they're, they're down receivers. Um, they, they're iffy in the running back department. Really, I mean, this this Aaron Rodgers, he'll have a good year, and he's going to be having to whip the ball all over the place, but I don't think the uh, the Green Bay Packers do very well, and I think Aaron Rodgers, he went, well, he has a great year. He's going to be uh, missing the playoffs this year. And, and this dip is, 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 is not a disservice to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is going to be the reason why they, they're going to be on the cusp of a playoff appearance. But a great quarterback can only do so much. Right, and I don't think they, that Aaron Rodgers I, – I think he's going to dip, though. That's one thing about it. You know, usually he's a top three guy. Usually, usually when, top one or two. Yeah, usually when we're talking Aaron Rodgers, we're talking top dude and uh, – this is going to be a dip for him because he doesn't have the offensive weapons. He doesn't have an offensive line to protect him. He's got he's going up against um, one of the best defenses in the league two times this season. And then on top of it all, they're facing a very tough division this year at the South. Um, really, there it's going to be a troublesome, troublesome year for Aaron Rodgers. Number six, sticking with the NFC, I'm, I'm going back to the South there, and I'm going mm-hmm. Cam Newton. Cam Newton is going to be a top ten quarterback, but I have him just on the outside of the top five. I, I, to me, that's very logically placed. He's going to have a good year, but I, I, I got five guys. I think he's going to have a better season. It's a little bold, actually. Um, I, I think he's a little high. Um, Cam is is one of those guys where he he's very banger bust. Um, if he doesn't have the weapons available, then he's not going to be able to do what he does. Um, we've been we've seen it before. You know, the 
last couple of seasons, he's he's been up and down and up and down and up and down. I mean, you don't really know what to expect from Cam. Some some years he's the MVP guy, and then other years he's the guy that goes three and twelve. You you just don't know what you're going to get out of Cam Newton. So um, I I think that uh, you know he he's going to be okay. What are you writing? No, I'm second guessing myself. Oh, I, I think he's going to be all right, but I, I think Cam Newton's going to be down that list a little further. I think he'll probably be below Cousins. Um, Disagree. But uh, I, I, he needs to have more weapons for him. Well, I'm, I'm over here drawing. Draw, I'm over here drawing up my top team. I, I changed my mind last minute. Oh Jesus Christ! And we'll, we'll get to it. Like a woman. Don't worry about it. Top five. We're going top five. You ready? Seven I'm ready. Orange juice. I'm ready. Hey, orange juice is delicious. Yeah, you, have, you still have any more horse food to drink to take down? I've only got six more. Six more for the night. For the night? For the night. Shit. And then I'm all done. Derek Carr at number five. Wow. Rough year for Oakland in 2017. Wow. But going to 2017, Oakland was my Super Bowl pick. I think they get back in the I, they get they get back in the horse and they do, and they're gonna do it what everyone predicted them to do last year. They're gonna do great things this year. Derek Carr is going to get back to what everyone thought, and he's going to have a great, great year. I am going to strongly disagree with this. I'm going to say Derek Carr is going to fall out of that top ten. And I think Derek Carr is one of those guys that um, it, it all of this depends solely on the performance of Jordy Nelson. I think all of his performance does. If Jordy Nelson can open up things for Derek Carr and Amari Cooper, then, then wahoo. But um, Derek Carr is one of those guys where where I just don't know if he's going to wind up as a top ten quarterback in this league um, for the next year, maybe even two. No, I, I so I, I'm gonna I, I obviously I strongly disagree. I, I think I think Derek Carr with a uh, very strong coach and Gruden gets back in the horse. He could he could very well. Number four. Ben Roethlisberger. Ah, Ben. Um, this one I can agree with. Ben's going to have another great year. Yeah. Ben's going to do what Ben does. And four, three, I mean, where do you want to put him? That's it, right around where going to be. Ben's a, Ben's a great quarterback. He, he's a great quarterback. Um, I hate to if admit he, that. Uh, if he gets hurt, you know, um, well, I don't know that they're done. If he gets hurt, then, then, uh, I think homeboy behind him is going to have a wonderful year. Um, but, uh. Ben, I, I like I like where you placed him. I really do. No, when he's, when he's healthy, he's arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, he's good for five hundred yard passing seasons or passing games on certain days. You know, you you know you're going to get that out of Ben Roethlisberger at least once a year. So number three, I can't wait for the backlash when we get on this one. Oh boy. Hey Pete Lapkowitz, this one's for you, and this is not be, me being a hater. I made a bold prediction that I thought the Patriots would drop to the three seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I, I'm going to stick strongly to my my bold prediction, and I'm dropping Tom Brady to the three spot in quarterbacks. Wow, um, I like it, and not just because I hate Tom Brady. Um, I like it because of the fact that that I don't feel Tom Brady has the weaponry to completely get the job done these days. Um, he's starting to lose pieces. Um. He, he they lost a couple they lost uh, some some huge pieces off their O line this year if you hadn't noticed um, Nate Solder going bye bye uh, this is going to be tough 
Brady's going to have to learn to start moving around a little more in the pocket. Uh, he's going to have trouble um, making moves like Tom Brady like Tom Brady makes. Um, really, I, I think this is about the correct spot. He'll still do really well like Tom Brady does, but um, he's going to have a dip. I think he's going to have a dip. I mean, eventually Tom Brady is going to have a major dip. Right. It's going to happen. I thought it would have already happened, but I'll admit I was wrong on that. I was hoping it would already happen. But I think we're at the point where the, 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 the team's not as strong as it once was. There's a question with Gronk, and a question with defense, and questions at running back. But I, I, I think this is going to be the year where he starts to dip. There's still going to be a great team. But Tom Brady's not going to be a top two quarterback this year. No, I don't think he will be. I think he'll be in top top three or four, but I don't think he'll be at uh, top two. So I have so much um, chicken scratch on my list here because I've been going back and forth my top two. Mm-hmm. At one point, I was balking on my bold predictions from last week, but I mean, I'm, I'm going to man up and stick with my bold predictions. Mm-hmm. So I originally wrote this guy down as number one. But I'm moving him to two. Oh boy! And it, it's it's gonna it's standing true to my bold predictions. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna man up to it, and, and you know what? Hope for the best. Number two, Drew Brees. Wow. Drew Brees will be the second best quarterback statistically this season. Drew Brees is going to go on to his 13th straight season with 4,000 yards plus. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a pass-first offense down there. Brees knows how to chuck the ball around. Um, barring an injury, barring a setback, he's gonna have a hell of a year. Uh. You know, he's, he is getting up there in the years now. He's, what, 38 now? Um, so, I mean, he's he's really on the ass end of his career. I mean, like I said, barring a setback, he's he's going to wind up um, he's going to wind up being a uh, breaking that 4,000 yards, probably that 5,000-yard barrier. Quite possibly. And, Especially because um, you've lost one of your two uh, lead runners for a few games. Right. He's, he's going to throw – he's going to be throwing that ball around. And uh, I, I think you're going to see Drew Brees have have another big year. He he really picked it up last year um, when the Saints were looking pretty downtrodden. He he picked it up and drove them to the playoffs. So I would like to see, uh, you know, I, I I take that back. I I would and I wouldn't. I would like to see a guy Drew Brees' age come out there and be be chucking the ball well. At the same time, as a Vikings fan, he's the last person you want to meet in the playoffs. Big game, Drew. So. Um, no, I'm I'm good uh, I'm good on that, but I, I think he will wind up at the top two. So number one, I'm sh- I'm sure you're, you're you're spinning your tires trying to come. come I'm sure you're going to blindside me with, with, with the forgotten five. I uh-huh. just feel it. Yeah. I'm sure you're already thinking about it. You're trying to think who the hell is he put number one? Mm-hmm. And most people are not going to agree with this number being number one. And I, you know what? I accept that. Everyone has their own opinion. Mm-hmm. But I'm sticking with my bold predictions. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've been doing it this whole time. I'm gonna own up to them. I made two very bold predictions. One of which was the Rams were going to represent the NFC in the, in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The other one was that Jared Goff would be the MVP. Oh Jesus! So with those two big predictions, I have to, I have to own up to that. Jared Goff, number one quarterback. Oh my good lord! Hanging out of that, you know, I, I'm I'm not gonna backpedal. I I've made a prediction, whether I still agree with it, and and we'll retouch on this. I will I will probably do a, a new quarterbacks ranking and a new bold predictions right for the season. But right now, I'm sticking with it. Jared Goff and the Rams are gonna do great, great, great things this year. Oh. <laughs> 
Jared Goff is not, 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 not. He is not going to be the number one quarterback in this league. Absolutely not. Um, he He's good. He's not great. I, I think Jared Goff is a, a great clock manager. Over time, he could be something really great. But right now, if you're going to tell me that, that a guy like Jared Goff is going to be the number one quarterback in this league, absolutely not. For this season. Uh, for this season, no, absolutely not. He is not the guy. I I don't buy it, and um, I think a lot of people uh, will, and most people I think will agree with me um, about about him uh, uh, not being the the number one quarterback in the league. I think he's a little too inconsistent. I think he had one good hot year. I think McVeigh uh, that he he's a good coach. He's gonna he's gonna you know. Build him up well. Um, I just don't see it. I don't think the guy's got a strong enough arm. I don't think he's accurate enough. He forces passes. There's a lot of things about that guy that um, I think are are an issue here, and I don't think he's going to turn out very well. He had a fantastic year in 2017, with just as good of a season as Wentz. Well, just and about. well, just about. But I, I just I don't see him being the guy. I see a slump coming. But um, good sir. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? You are right. Ah, 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 ah. You are right. It is time for Freytown's Forgotten Five. Come on, Tyler. Get excited. Get fired up. Come on, Tyler. Show me how fired up you are. Freytown's Forgotten Five, Bubble. Ooh, yeah. So it's time for Freytown's Forgotten Five. Tyler, you have left out some very, very important pieces oh, yeah. to this there's, puzzle. There's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. There's a lot of good quarterbacks, and there are five out there that are better than some of the ones that you've listed here in your top ten, particularly better than Jared Goff. Um, and I'm going to go down that list. I'm going to give you that Forgotten Five. And guys that I think will wind up in the top ten, um, and, and guys that you have just let out of your sights. Um, number one. Well, we'll start with number five. Number five. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's going to have a great year. Matt Stafford's going to do what Matt Stafford does. He's going to come close to 5,000 yards. You you let the guy just waltz out the door. I think Matt Stafford has a degree of inconsistency, but he's been much more consistent over the course of the last two years. Um, he's going to get real close to that five grand mark. He's going to He's going to be chucking the ball around like Matt Stafford does. It's going to be a really, really good year for him. I think his offensive line is a little revamped there. I don't think um, Ragnow is going to be as good as everybody claims, um, but apparently they're moving him to guard, so that should give you some indicator about you know how he was ready to go for center to be a center. Um, but Stafford's going to have himself a good year, just like he did last year. It'd be under center. He had himself a very good year. And uh, I think he's going to be quite all right. He's going to hit that top 10 mark, though. And you just keep in mind, I'm, I'm talking this being more of a, of a QBR thing, and I, I think the interceptions are going are gonna to weigh Stafford down a little bit. Yeah, it could. It could. It really it depends on a couple factors. Um, you know, I, I don't know that um, – I don't know that it's going to kill him, really. I, I really don't. I don't know that it, it would keep him out of the top 10. Uh, it's going to be a good year, I think, though, for Matt Stafford. I mean, last year he had ten interceptions, um, but but it has to be a career good high for him or, or career 
high as in good. Good. Has a, like a career low. Yes. Like, uh, but, I mean, last year his QBR was 99.3. He had, he had one of the top QBRs in the league. Really, I mean, he's a good quarterback, and I think he's going to wind up all right. And if Josh was here, he would just be getting antsy in his pantsy about that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, next up, guy that you forgot, I think even though there's a fire sale going on there, he's going to wind up making some noise, and that's Russell Wilson. Um, the fire sale was my concern why I didn't put him there. I feel like Seattle's on their way out. I, I think he's going to struggle to move the ball this year. He could. He still has a lot of the big pieces. Um, he still has Tyler Lockett. He still has Doug Baldwin. He still has a lot of players out there to catch the football. I think he's going to be just fine. Um, they didn't lose a lot on their offensive side of the football. They lost a lot, a lot on the defensive side of the football. And and even though they and they, I don't expect um, their running back, this this rookie running back that they picked up in the first round, to be anything spectacular. But um, Darius Geis is still on the board. Yeah, Darius Geis was on the board at that particular time. Um, I, even though you you lost. Uh, uh, certain guys, and I don't think Rashad Penny is going to be anything special. You still do have C.J. Procise hanging out over there. It's going to be okay on the offensive side of the football for them. They, they've got some good players. They're going to be just fine. Um, and I think Wilson's not going to have any problem chucking the ball downfield the way he does on a normal and, and basis. And they very well could be, but I think this year they're going to, they're going to be able to shut down. They're going to win eight games. Right, and, and I think they'll get shut down. From a a um, a record standpoint, sure they could get shut down, but do you really think that Russell Wilson is going to get shut down on the offensive side of the ball? He didn't lose anything other than a running back. He didn't lose much. He lost a running back and a receiver, and a receiver really that wasn't doing much for him. They wound up getting Jamar Brown, or I'm sorry, Jaron Brown. Um, they they've got guys like Shamar Steven, Deion Jordan. I mean, you still have guys hanging out. I mean, a lot of people are putting a lot of stock in Rashad Penny. I don't, but a lot of people are. If Rashad Penny starts doing the the things that you saw from Thomas Rawls, you might have a good situation in Seattle, at least on the offensive side of the football. You, you, you definitely could. Yeah. Now, moving up to number three, here's a guy that, that everybody overlooks. I like him a lot, and, and he's probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and that's Phillip Rivers. Philip Rivers is a great quarterback. He's probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the history of the league. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is based on the fact that his team hasn't come out and performed. Uh, he he has always performed almost every year. He's had a couple of downtrodden years where he's you know thrown thrown a lot of interceptions. But I mean, ultimately, Rivers has been a a good quarterback. He throws like Dan Marino. I remember when they were drawing that comparison for a long time. He's got that strong arm throwing style. He throws bullets. I like Philip Rivers, and and why do too? He's he's put up good numbers throughout his career. Um, I mean, last two years he's put up over four thousand yards. I mean, he did have twenty one interceptions in twenty sixteen, but last year he only had ten interceptions. He had a ninety six quarterback rating. Um, he's coming around. His completion percentage he could go up. He hasn't had great receivers, and this is a guy who's been doing this well and putting up good numbers without a very good receiving core for a very long time. No, that, that's fair. And Rivers is going to have a great year. I mean, there's, a, there's a long list of quarterbacks going to have a good season, and Rivers is one of those guys I wanted to put up there. And just, I, I couldn't. Yeah, and I think he's going to outdo a few of these guys, and you're going to see a few of your guys on that top ten sink, and you're going to see Rivers come up and take their spot. Um, very well possible. Yep. Um, a guy that, that 
uh, everybody was talking about last year and a guy that uh, you overlooked on your top 10, Carson Wentz. Now, let, let, let me talk about Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. Had the injury not happened, Carson Wentz would have been my number one quarterback. And Carson Wentz would have won a Super Bowl. Yep, he would have won a Super Bowl, and he'd be listed as my number one quarterback in my top 10. Yep. Here's why he, he would have been my number 11 guy if, mm -hmm. I, if I had to go further than 10. The reason why I dumped him is because that injury is so hard to come back from. You can't argue with that. And he very well could come back with flying colors and, and just be great Carson Wentz again. Mm -hmm. But there is that sense that he could have a very rough comeback. Yep, and and the I mean, all rumors are saying that that uh, he's looking really sharp at minicamp, which is really good. Um, the last year, I mean, thirty two hundred yards, close to thirty three. Um, he had thirty three touchdowns, seven interceptions, a QBR of one hundred one point nine. He didn't get to play the the entire season. I feel like if he got to play the entire season, he would have broken that forty five hundred yard mark. He's been MVP. He's already he was already the league candidate. Yep, and and I I like Carson Wentz a lot. He's just a machine. Um, this kid's gonna wind up in the top ten. If I if if I'm seeing anyone coming coming in full of fire, it's Carson Wentz. He's gonna wind up in the top ten this year. Or and I I'm gonna say that he's gonna wind up in the top ten over Jared Goff, um, this upcoming season. And the last guy, and and you like to stick to your bold predictions. I'm gonna stick to mine. Um, the last guy we're talking about here, and um, I guess. go for it. I'm just thinking your bold prediction. You're going to Houston. I am going to Houston. Mr. Watson there is uh, he's going top ten. And I'm going to stand by this. And I I had Watson in fantasy. Mm -hmm. The dude was amazing. I loved his thirty point weeks every time. Enjoyed it. But at the same note. They even with Watson, they weren't really winning games, and I think it's going to be a struggle for him. But yes, statistically, he was very, very good. But just like Wentz, I think he's going to have a rough comeback, just coming off that injury, coming off not, not being as active as as you should be to be a great player. I don't think that, uh, regardless, regardless of record. Here's my my issue with this. Regardless of record. Regardless of, of where Houston winds up on a from a record standpoint, you have Deshaun Watson throwing the ball so well. He had a 103 quarterback rating before he went down with the injury, and the injury was pretty early, but still, Deshaun Watson was still throwing good passes. He had 1,699 yards. So, I mean, we're, we're talking 1,700 yards. The guy is a machine, and I think this guy is going to come out He's going to be red hot, and he's going to do what he did last year. He's going to show the world why he deserved that that starting position, and he's going to prove to everybody that he belongs in this league as a starting elite quarterback. And when I say elite, I mean this guy could very well wind up in a top five situation. Oh, for sure, I I, I totally agree that, that that that's in his future. But you you can't you can't disagree with the fact that coming coming off of a long of a very long term injury can have its major effects. You know, and coming off of a torn ACL, I mean, I do know it has its effects, and I, knew, I know that, that certain guys do have issues with it. I don't see Deshaun Watson being one of those guys, being the athlete that he is. I mean, everybody says that the, the recovery from it has been, been just wonderful. Um, he's performing really well in minicamp. We hear nothing but good things. This is fantastic. Anyone who, who uh, um, doesn't believe that uh, Deshaun Watson's going to come out next season and just light the world on fire, I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it. You're dead wrong. The guy's going to wind up in, in elite territory as a quarterback in this league. I hope you're right. 
for his sake, I do. So with that, that's going to be the conclusion of this this episode of the Outside Blitz. Um, we will be back in two weeks, and maybe we'll have a, yeah. a guest with us again. Yeah, I'm hoping we have we have our good friend Josh back. Um, I mean, we, this episode was a little shorter. It's a little shorter than Tyler. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> No, it's it, this episode was a little shorter, you know, and this is why we're doing once every two weeks. You know, there's not a whole lot going on at it's, this time it, of the it's season. It's quiet right now. Yeah, yeah, everybody's everybody's kind of chilling. Like I, I, I had to throw out a top ten about quarterback rankings. I mean, there's, there's just not a lot going on. There's not no. a lot really to talk about. It's hard to fill a show. You're right, and we're gonna get it. We're we're still gonna get it done. You're still gonna hear our sexy voices. Isn't that right, Tyler? That's about as sexy as it gets. My sexy voice. And, yeah, I'm, I do, I don't have a sexy voice at all. Um, Tyler may have a sexy voice. I'm not sure. Ladies, send us an email, shoot us a message on Facebook, let us know. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, so moving into uh, our next show, we're going to be, we'll be recording that on the 28th. So we're going to be doing that. Um, we want to attend a, uh, lots of love to our wonderful, wonderful executive producer, Jordan Scabone. Um, he has just released a brand new book. Um, brand new children's book, The Mud Princess. We wanted to the plug... Mud Princess is great. Is a great, great book. Mm-hmm. Check it out. We wanted to plug that. It's gonna. Be, it's an awesome book. It's on Amazon. Ten bucks. Um, give it a read. Show your kids. And uh, we thank Jordan for all his hard work and everything that he does he, as he uh, finishes his recovery from his appendectomy from a few weeks ago. Uh, Jordan, we love you, buddy. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for right here on uh, the Outside Blitz. We hope you tune in again. And uh, have a listen, and we will uh, see you later on. Have fun. Mm-hmm.